Welcome to Music with a Mission, where our purpose is to perpetuate and promote the Christian and positive idea through the medium of music and other arts. In this edition, we continue to take you inside our annual music ministry workshop, the second session on vocal technique, taught by choir director and worship leader, Michelle Margiata. most important things when it comes to singing? I heard breathing, posture, open throat. Okay, so I want to just cover a couple things. When we talk about breathing, a lot of people tend to think that we call it diaphragmatic breathing, and it's correct, but diaphragmatic breathing is not just your front muscles, because the way the, the body is shaped, your diaphragm actually wraps around into your back. So if you ever, blow, you ever blow your nose or cough or sneeze and you feel it in your back, especially blowing your nose, I know this is kind of gross, but the physical feeling uh, and experience really is the best lesson because you have to feel what it, you have to know what it feels like. So if I'm blowing my nose, I'm actually tensing these muscles up and everybody thinks, okay, diaphragm my front muscles, but it's really I, the back muscle. So when I say t to people breathe, a lot of times I'll see them and everybody raises their chest. If I see your chest raising, that is a perfect indication that you're not breathing right. So I should see when you're breathing, I should actually see this, your diaphragm, your stomach expand. Okay, and you should feel your stomach expand, but you should also feel it in your back. So you ever take a balloon and you blow up a balloon and you, you let the air out, it's just... But if you take a balloon, you blow it up, and then you squeeze the top, there's resistance, right? So that's the same thing. So I want everybody to stand up for a second. I want us to count to 20. Everybody take a nice deep breath in. When I say take a deep breath in, you're going to open up the diaphragm. Your stomach should be... 
even more <laughs> expanded after lunch. <laughs> okay, so we're going to take this pitch right here, and we're going to go one and two and three and four and five and six and seven and eight and nine and ten. We're going to go to 20, okay? Everybody take a nice deep breath in. One and two and three and four and five and six and seven and eight and nine and ten and eleven and twelve and thirteen and fourteen and fifteen and sixteen and seventeen and eighteen and nineteen and twenty. Good. How many found that easy? All right, let's go to twenty. Let's go to twenty-six. Ready? Nice deep breath in. One and two and three and four and five and six and seven and eight and nine and ten and eleven and twelve and thirteen and fourteen and fifteen and sixteen and seventeen and eighteen and nineteen and twenty and twenty one and twenty two and twenty three and twenty four and twenty five and sixteen. All right. Notice how some of us were rushing that around twenty one. We're rushing that a little bit. How many found that hard? All right, let's go to 30. Nice deep breath in. One and two and three and four and five and six and seven and eight and nine and ten and eleven and twelve and thirteen and fourteen and fifteen and sixteen and seventeen and eighteen and nineteen and twenty and twenty-one and twenty-two, twenty-three, twenty-four, twenty-five and twenty-six and twenty-seven and twenty-eight, twenty-nine and thirty. You feel that? All right, now I want you to do the same thing. I want you to sip through a straw. I want you to pucker your lips as if you were sipping through a straw and take a quick breath. Ready? One, two, quick. All right. Now, a couple of you, I saw your chest raise. It shouldn't raise. You should feel everything below you. <laughs> Just fill up. Okay? Let the air out. Ready? One, two, three, sip. All right. Let it out. Okay, I want you to take a nice breath, hold it. and Well, first of all, notice that as you're getting to 30, the trick of the game here is the less air you let out, the more, the more you have, right, obviously. So uh, you, can, you can definitely expand your muscle. The longer you do that, the more exercises that you do, the better, uh, the better your breath support would be. Okay, so I would encourage you to, to continue to do exercises like this where you're just, you're inhaling, you're holding, and then you're, you're releasing. Okay, let's take another exercise here, and I want you to go, Faster. <laughs> okay, do you feel it? Yes. You should feel it now. All right, everybody, shake it out, shake it out. All right, shake it out. I want you to take a breath in. I want you to hold it for 16 seconds. 
Okay? And when I say release, I want to hear the air come out like that. Okay? So we're going to take a breath in. Breathe. Hold. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. Have a seat. <laughs> All right. Do you know how much air that we're able to hold the capacity? I, I've heard, I'm not sure if this is true. I said this in the first class. I've, I've heard that there are people that could hold their breath for five minutes. You know, your diaphragm is a muscle. You can, you can with restriction and with the, the proper exercises, you can hold air for a long capacity of time. So it, you, as a singer, your, the breath support is, is, is everything. It's everything. It's the source that supports that sound. When you're getting ready in the morning, when you're sitting in the car, I mean, if you take that, that exercise where you just hold your breath, you just... And then let it out. Swimmers, the more you hold your breath the longer you can go. So breath, the breath support is everything. But again, when you're letting out your sound, I want you to think more, because people teach this improperly, uh, but it's the back muscles. Your posture is everything. Let's talk about posture. Your, your legs should be apart, and everything should be not restricted. You shouldn't be slouched. You shouldn't be, you know, because if you're going to be hung over, your shoulders are going to be forward, then you're restricting your diaphragm, right? You're restricting the air path. But you want the muscles in your back to be the focus. I'm filling up here, but the back is pushing down. Okay, so again, if you blow your nose, you sneeze, you cough, you're going to feel those muscles, and those are the muscles. It's TSC Music Radio's Music with a Mission inside our annual music ministry workshop taught by choir director and worship leader Michelle Margiana. Psalm 150, verse 6 says, Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord, praise ye the Lord. And Michelle teaching the proper breathing technique. So when singing the songs of Zion, it can be done in excellence unto the Lord. Stay with us. We'll have more from our annual music ministry workshop, Vocal Techniques, taught by Michelle Margiata. When Music with a Mission continues. God is incredible. God is with you. God is aware of your struggle. God is ready to forgive. God is powerful. God is your friend. God is a good listener. God is for you. God is willing to God help. is and always will God be. God is able to God protect. Is God good. is power to change. God is a provider. God is Jesus. God is here. God now. is the one who loves you. God is merciful. God is a husband to the widow. God is the one with your answer. God is there when no one else is. TSC Music Radio where God is. This is Carter Conlon from Times Square Church. I want to speak to those today that are listening to this devotional and you are suffering with the personal pain of being hurt. Whether you hurt somebody or somebody else hurt you, it's a very, very real part of your life. Now, you're not alone in these things. Throughout biblical history, there were wonderful men and women of God who, through their own neglect or the neglect of others, they suffered. 
But there was a common denominator in all of them, and you'll read it in the scriptures very clearly. They began to pray, and when they began to pray, God began to open up a way of healing to them. There is a healing that's available to you today that's divine. It's got nothing to do with human reasoning. It's something that God does in the heart, and it's an evidence to you that he is real. He is who he says he is. He declares himself to be a wonderful counselor and a healer. It's time to pray. To find a prayer meeting in your area, visit nycprayer.org. That's nycprayer.org. talk about vowels. What kind of vowels do we deal with? E, I, A, O, U. Uh, Sometimes we can have E, A. What happens if I have the word pray? Pray. What vowel or vowels are included in the word pray? Eh? 
and what? E. E plus E. So in this particular case, there are two vowels included. A lot of words have more than one vowel within one vowel, if that makes any sense. You see that? Way, pray, stay. So when I'm speaking, or when anybody is speaking, the tendency is to go to the last vowel. Pray, 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 ye, right? When I'm singing, what if I were going to sing, pray, pray, what happens? It gets flat, it gets squeezed. I can't really understand what you're singing, right? So in singing, the tendency, or really the rule of thumb here, is to sing the first vowel, pray, pray, and then let the second vowel taper off. Okay? Pray, pray. Okay, so, but my focus is the first vowel. Did you have a question, sir? Yeah, I just thinking that if you emphasize on the second one, it would also stand out. Crowd, yes, yes. It would stand out if, if you emphasize the second one. And also, there were, what would happen if I had somebody singing pre and the other singing e at the same time? It would, would it blend? No? All right, so vowels are everything. In singing, I, I emphasize as a, a director of, of choir, whatever, whatever I'm teaching, when it comes to singing, vowels are so important. Uh, my teacher used to spend, she could easily spend 30 minutes on literally a phrase. She wanted everybody to sing the vowel the same way because that would be the perfect way of blending. So can I, Jose, I told you I would kind of put you on the spot. You mind if, if I grab you? And I want to see. Sam, are you a tenor or a baritone? You're a baritone, aren't you? Can I, I'll take the two of you. Is that, is that all right? I want you to sing the word pray. And I want, Sam, I want you to say, uh, emphasize the E. And Jose, I want you to emphasize the E. Okay? So face the crowd. And we're going to sing on, how about this note right here? Pray. Ready? Two, three, and. Do, are they blending? Okay, now I want you to both conform to the eh. Pre. Ready? And. Okay. Okay, I have this thing that I call the Pac-Man effect. Pac-Man, if you remember, looks like this, right? Everybody, if you can feel with your tongue on the roof of your mouth, you can feel the bone, right? You have what we call two palates in the mouth. We have the hard palate, and then we have the soft palate back here that nobody really pays attention to. Everybody yawn for me? APC knows <laughs> what I'm about to do. <laughs> okay, now when you yawn, I want you to go, ah, ready? Now I want you to do Pac-Man for me. I want you to go, ah. <laughs> now what happens? When you don't lift that palate, it gets nasty, right? It sounds funny. It sounds nasal. So what I look for for singers is you want this palate to lift. This is what manipulates the sound. It manipulates the vowel. You ever see how 
as the sound comes up, it projects and it rounds the sound as opposed to if, if you have the Pac-Man effect, it kind of hits and ricochets and there's this nasal tone that comes out. You ever see the way a, a theater is built? It's built for what? Projection, right? For the sound, for the acoustics, right? So especially the theater here, when you're, when you're singing with the congregation, it's massive, the sound in the congregation. It's just beautiful. Because the way the theater is built, it's built for projection. How awesome is God that he built us with a soft palate that we're able to project sound and use our voice as an instrument. So I want you to get this idea of, of eh. A lot of times when we speak eh, we go eh, eh. <laughs> Hey, what's the matter for you, eh? <laughs> but when we sing, we go, eh. Eh. Now, if I sang, eh, what, do you hear the manipulation? Eh. Right? Uh, if I sing, ah, <laughs> right? You're able to manipulate it. I'm sorry, I'm making you stand. I still want to use you for two seconds. So I want you to take an ah vowel, and with that in mind, I want you to sing a nasty ah. Ah. Now I want you to open nice and tall and lift almost like you're yawning. Now sing an awe. Now what does that cause the two of them to do? You guys can be seated. Thank you. TSC, music radio, where God is. I need a fresh touch. I need a
TSC Music Radio's Musical The Mission from the CD State of Heart. Fresh Touch, done by the instructor of this session of the annual music ministry workshop, Michelle Margiata, who always seems to offer a fresh touch and a fresh perspective on how to sing songs of Zion for the Lord in excellence and in a way that always gives him the praise due. Let's take you right back inside the annual music ministry workshop as Michelle talks a bit about vowels and the importance of pronouncing them correctly. And much more in the vocal technique arena here on Music with a Mission. That's why I spend so much time saying, okay, what vowel are we saying? What's the vowel? Because I want you to think, okay, I'm not just singing notes. I'm not just singing words. There's a vowel to it. And the vowel that you're singing might be sticking out and it might be uh, clashing with the person next to you or within the section. It might sound like, you know, too nasally. I was in England, and it was just, this was hysterical. I was in England for a month working with a school student teaching over there for a month. It was so much fun. But I got to work with this choir, and I, I, saw, I just chuckled a little because as, as I was working with them, I noticed that they had a slight English accent in their singing. We all have accents, whether you're from Jersey, Finland, uh, you know, Puerto Rico, South Africa, South America, you know, we have accents. Uh, When you're from New York, we have accents. (laughs) So vowels can sound very, very neutral. And that's the point that I want you to get to. When we sing, we have to try to think in more of a neutral way, in more of a rounded way. Now, depending on the style that we're singing, we, we can manipulate the sound of the vowel. So they're going to sing, my life is in your hands, they're going to sing the verse. I want you to listen closely. So let me give me some feedback. What are you hearing from this small group of singers? What are things that you think that can improve, or if you think it's great, that's great. Give me some feedback. You're hearing some pitch issues. Okay, she said pitch. They're holding back. What else? Blending. Blending. How so? Blending. Can you be specific? Unison. Unison is one of the hardest things. Why? Is unison one of the hardest things? You're supposed to sound like one voice. Now we talked about vowels for a little bit. Now, did you hear? Did you? What did you hear as far as vowels? Did you hear the difference in the placement of each person? You could almost hear them individually. 
right? Now, the point is, when you're in an ensemble, you have to listen to the person that's next to you. Like, for instance, Jose, I know you've had some, some training. The way his vowels are are distinct. Like, I can hear he's open. He's very open. What I would be doing is listening to Jose and thinking, okay, I'm going to shape my vowel to his vowel. Because before, you guys saying ah, and then once you reach the same placement in that vowel, you sounded tight. You were one voice. Now, the, the trick is to get every single person to listen and conform, listen and conform, listen and conform. It's this whole ricochet effect uh, that makes choir so much fun because it really is a team effort. Okay? So the first, the first part of the sentence is you don't have to worry, right? You don't have to worry. So let's, let's talk about the vowel. You is what? Ooh, don't, is all, have, is, ah. It's a mix between eh and ah, right? So it's more ha, eh. But it's a close eh, right? So ha, right? To, wa, re. So we're going to sing the song without the, the consonants here. So we have oo, o, a, oo, a, e. Oo, a, oo, a, e. Let's try that, everybody. Everybody together, everybody. Ready? One. Wait, let me get the key here. One, two. Three and ooh, oh, ah, ooh, ah, now what happened to the ooh? It was like ooh. ooh. Get right on that pitch. Ooh, ah, ooh, ah, Again and ooh, ah, ooh, ah, now that sounded nice, very nice. <laughs> now let's add the consonant. To the vowel. Everybody. Two, two, three, and. Now let's put some style to it. <laughs> okay? Now that we have the vowel, this is what kind of style? Gospel. This is a gospel style, so tell me the characteristics of gospel. Say it like it is. <laughs> All right, so we got soul. What is soul? From your heart. Got feeling. Emphasis. Emotional, right? So how do, you, how do you involve that kind of characteristic to knowing how to sing properly? Control, right? Because a lot of people think if I'm singing from my heart, God's going to... Yeah, of course, God will accept it. I'm not saying... But... It's not always a joyful noise, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Maybe it is to God. <laughs> but the person next to you, they're like... <laughs> I mean, let's be real together, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it, the question comes down to how do you have the influence of style combined with knowing how to sing? Now, you take these elements of just what I showed you with vowels... And now you want to put what? Emotion. 
You want to put soul. You want to put feeling. You want to put heart behind it. So let's do the without the consonants, and let's put everything we just said to just the vowel. Ooh, oh, ah, ooh, uh, e. One, two, just vowels. Three, and sing. Okay, again. Now this time, remember the phrase, you don't have to worry, right? Now are you going to sing, you don't have to worry? (laughs) (laughs) Or am I going to sing, you don't have to worry? I'm going to say that. Okay, so I want you to say that to me. Ready? Two, three. Uh. You don't have to worry. Okay, now what happened to the vowel? You lost, you lost that sense of, I, I heard, you don't have to worry. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear, you, uh, solo for me, you don't have to worry. Okay, because I'm placing the vowel in a certain way, but I'm not losing the style. Does that make sense? You don't have to worry. Ready? And. You don't have to worry. Yeah, now be careful on that E because you want to squeeze it. And you want to get Pac-Man. We talked about Pac-Man, right? You're going E instead of E. You don't have to worry. Re. Instead of re. Worry. Worry. You don't have to worry. Yeah. Do you feel do you hear that? Okay, now I'm not trying to sound classical, but I'm I am trying to fix the vowel in a in a sense where it's not so squeezed all the time. So where I'm able to sing gospel, but I'm able to shape the vowel, if if you could say. Does that make sense? Okay, now let's hear just our little ensemble sing that. Just like that. <laughs> Ready? Two, three, and. You don't have to worry, and don't you be afraid. Okay, do you hear a difference so far? One more time, can we do that? You ready? Two, three, and. You don't have to worry, and don't you be Okay, now have is a little pitchy. Why? Why is have pitchy? It always has to do with the, the placement of the vowel, right? Because we're still getting have. We want to cut that off. Instead of have, you don't have to worry. So you want to almost round that, again, yawn in your mouth if you can yawn. Oh. <laughs> you ready? Three. Uh. Okay, now let's go back to you, because you stood out to me, that it wasn't blending. You, make sure you're listening to each other. Two, three, and. You don't have to worry. Right there. That was, that was connect, that was right there. Do you hear that? All right, you can have a seat. (laughs) What is vibrato? Anyone know? A vibrato is basically, here's your note, you have straight tone, 
So it's a tone that is sung, and it's basically wiggled. <laughs> and it could be a big wiggle, or it could be a smaller one. So if I take a note... I'm controlling what? What is supporting my vibrato? What is controlling my vibrato? The breath. But you're on the right track. It's, the breath is actually manipulating the vocal cords. It's something you kind of have to, again, remember the physical experience is, is what you have to experience. You have to play with, with vibrato to understand. Have your breath support, and you go, ah. So it has something to do with your vocal cords, but with the right proper breathing support under it. What you could do with pitch, so you could vibrato. What else? Riffs. You could riff the note, yeah. Okay, but the point is what you do with the note counts. So if I take you don't have to worry, and I just sing you don't have to worry, I'm still worrying right now. You know, like, I, I, I'm very worried. <laughs> I'm not convinced to not worry. And soul and heart and emotion isn't just, okay, let's just put feeling to this. I'm talking about belief that inspires feeling, that inspires, yeah, conviction. Belief that inspires that feeling, that inspires what you do with that note. Because you're basically communicating to, to somebody, whether it's a congregation or whatever it is. In worship, most of us, we're, we're all leaders. We're all worship leaders. If you put it, you know, you can look at it that way. Okay, uh, quick questions we have, yes. When you teach harmony, do you tend to separate people completely apart from each other as to not mix them up? That depends how independent the singers are. Uh, are you talking about, with your experience, do you have people that can naturally hear harmony? They may not listen as well as others. We have some that can do it on point right away. Some that they need to listen more. What's nice, we did this recently, you know, you have some people that can't really... Uh, they can't hear harmony very naturally, but if you teach them, they're, they're good. So when they become independent, what's fun is to mix them because the sound is more, is more scattered. It's a process because some people can't hear naturally. They, wanna, they tend to go to the melody. They just want to sing the melody. Um, what kind of guidelines as far as singing it? For, like I know it's like a waveform type of thing. When it's a, a choir, is it advisable... For everybody to just sing straight or I don't know how, how do you I think it should be directed uh, because I think there are certain notes or phrases or tones that you that you it would just sound really uh, inconsistent with vibrato so if you say okay choir give me more of a straight tone you know and then at the end of this phrase give me more vibrato so if you have a good ear for it you can direct it sometimes it's hard to control because some people can't control vibrato and that could be a problem Yes. To jump on the question about the vibrato, what if you are naturally, when you naturally sing, you do have a voice filled with vibrato, and it's just that's how you just sing as a person? How can you kind of rectify that? Because obviously you might be blending with people around you if every time you sing you're, you know, wavering. Because some yeah. people do think that, oh, it just sounds really nice, and it yeah. sounds better. So how do you... Vibrato, 
vibrato in a sense of an ensemble or choir is can be a big issue. And sometimes vibrato gets worse with age. Uh, but I do I did have a friend in college who was 20 and she had an operatic voice. Everything was oh, 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 oh. she could not control it as well. That thing has to be tamed. <laughs> Uh, so I, I would advise, you know, if, if you do have a problem with vibrato, to, uh, to play with it, try to control it by, by your breath and also your voice box. Really practice to go straight tone and work from straight tone. Harmonization. Real quick, harmonization. Usually knowing where the melody lies and... First of all, who's singing the melody? Is it a soprano? Is it an alto? Is it a tenor? Is it a bass? Knowing where the melody lies. And if you're, if you're a soprano singing to a tenor part as the melody, you have to know whether to go above or below the melody. So depending on where your voice lays, you kind of have to have an ear, and it's something that is a process of being trained with. All right, if you guys have any more questions, we could talk after this. Thank you. Take joy, my king, in what you hear and let it be a sweet sound in your ear. We sincerely hope and pray that this podcast is a sweet sound in your ear. We also hope you'll join the conversation online because the end of this podcast isn't the end of Music with a Mission. Check out TSC Music on Facebook to share your thoughts and get regular updates. Follow us on Twitter at TSC Music Tweet for live tweets during every podcast interview. You can even tweet your questions for our podcast guests by using the hashtag MWMPodcast. And of course, you can always email us at music at timesquarechurch.org or visit the website tscnyc.org slash music. Portions of music in this podcast provided by TSC Music, produced by the director of TSC Music, Greg Thomas, mixed and engineered by Harry Vaughn and on the project manager, Jesse Carrasco. Coming up next week, we've got one more installment of teaching from the recent TSC Music Ministry Workshop. And remember, if ever we put the messenger before the message, we have failed to present an unblemished gospel. I'm Derek Davis. Join us next time on Music with a Mission.